Welcome to Soul Refreshing, brought to you by Salt Out Ministries of Washington, D.C. Come dine with us at the King's Table for faith, hope, joy, and healing for these trying and changing times. We hope your soul will be refreshed. We're continuing um, our subject of rejection, the spirit of rejection. Um, Last taping, we had Minister Rita to talk about her experience. um, And we're talking about being rejected in the womb. She was speaking on being rejected in the womb and experiencing rejection from the womb and growing up with the effects of that. And um, it was really a powerful and a very informative session. Um, She shared some powerful things from experience and then um, scientifically. And um, ladies, those of you who are carrying babies, it just struck me. It keeps striking me how important it is to know what happens when you are carrying a baby? So many things that we didn't know when we were carrying babies. Um, but as information is out here now. And so we want you to have that information and we want you to know that it is important how you carry your babies. It is important how you deal with your emotions. Yes, you're going to have strange emotions because you're hormonal. And sometimes you don't even understand why you feel the way you feel. Yes. And I, I can, you know, I can t- attest to that. I've carried babies. But um, the point of the matter is now that you have information, when you feel yourself going a little off the wall or a little somewhere different in your mind and in your emotions, we who are spirit-filled, we who are born again, we have tools, yes. Okay. We don't have to just say, oh, my God, I'm getting ready to have a bad day. We can begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help us because our baby's mental and emotional health is at risk. And we don't want them to come out having the issues that we had. Like Rita said, she um, experienced rejection from the womb. I also. Um... So it's important and it's real. It's very, very real. Now, people who are listening who are not saved, you may not believe it. You may not understand it. But if you're listening and you're not saved, still listen. Not just with your ears. Listen listen with your mind and with your heart because it can help you as well. Today, we're continuing on with the spirit of rejection. But we're going to have Pastor Joyce Lynn talk to us about how she carried her baby and the effect that it had on her daughter. And I think it's coming from the opposite point of view. Rita was coming from rejection in the womb. Uh, Joyce Lynn is going to be talking about how she just loved on her baby in the womb and the effects that it had. 
So we're going to hear from Pastor Jocelyn now. Hello, everyone. When I was pregnant, I I know that I was I was rejected. My family um, didn't was ashamed that I was pregnant and pregnant for a married man, and so they didn't want me in the house they didn't want me to touch their stuff um they when i come into a room they moved out and so um it it was hard on me but i was determined that my daughter my baby was going to be loved and so what i did i begin to say you're going to be the the best baby you're going to be beautiful you're going to be you're going to be so loved like not, not even how I was loved. And so I had the chance every time I would wrap my arms around my baby and say, I'm hugging her, I'm telling her that how much you're loved and, and I'm singing to her and, and telling her how much she's loved and when she grows up, she was going, she's going to be the prettiest baby ever and she was going to be, I mean, I was just telling her everything that she was going to be get everything to make her um, go through school. I just talked and talked, and I was reading the word every day to her. Even the very day she was born, I started reading the word to the point that when she was two years old, she was picture reading the Bible and, and as if she could read from top to bottom. And so the effect that it had on her was that we were exceptionally close. Um, to this day, when we walk or go anywhere, she said, give me, give me a hand. And so she hooks me like if, like, you know, you're going up the aisle married. Yes. And so this is how we walk even today. If we're going out anywhere, she said, what, you can't hold my hand? And so we are holding hands and she sleeps in my bed and when she comes home she is lying on my chest and and that's where how she was we would sit in the bed and talk about anything that's that's happening and I mean it just goes on where there was never a conversation even when we get angry with one another I said, so you're not going to say I love you? <laughs> and so we never hung up the phone yes. without saying, I love you. Yes. And I said, I love you too. And so this is what um, the, the, the relationship between us is so strong. And she, she would say, Mom, God definitely chose you for me because if I didn't have you as my mother, I don't know how I would make it. And it was it's, it's this type of a relationship that it, it actually makes me strong too because there are times when she said, going through depression, that um, she, she doesn't know if she should tell me because we're too close and she doesn't want to, to hurt me or see me pain or crying. Yes. And I said, but Danielle, um, then who else? I am your mother. Yes. And so therefore I can carry anything because I know whom to go to yes. after I hear from you. Yes. So I said, you tell me anything because I will go to the throne room. Yes. I will fight for you. Yes. And I, I just sent her something just yesterday saying that I may not live for the rest 
um, outlive you and live past your life. But for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. this lady here mm -hmm. will always have your back and carry you to the throne of grace. Amen. And so our relationship is, is amazing. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that I desire that she would not give to me. And there is nothing that she would desire that I would not gift give to her. And so we have this habit of if there is nothing that she, I can't see that she needs, I'm not going to buy her a gift. And, and, and I said, don't buy me a gift. And she know that I mean it and she means it so she don't have to go out and buy me some frilly twilly something just to say buy me a gift because we always say, what do you need? What do you, and so we buy the gifts for one another from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's been um, just a joy. Yes. Just a joy having her, loving her. Yes. And um, I, yes, there are times she's strong-headed, <laughs> determined, and I just say, girl, but you, you want to do something sometimes, but it will never, ever change the love and the joy that I Amen. have for her. And, and she has to me. Amen. She would call back even when we have had a quarrel. And she said, Mom, I'm sorry. Yes. Mom, I'm sorry. I don't want anything come between us. Yes. Mom, I'm sorry. Amen. And so it's been a blessing from that perspective. Amen. 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 And that's beautiful. And that's what we're talking about. Um, there was also even this one here, Priscilla, my sister, would tell you every time that most times she say she she doesn't want anybody to call me. She doesn't want and and she will say yes, Danielle is here. She's back. So <laughs> she she will kind of stay away because yes. So so yes, it's been something else. Yes. Blessing. Blessing. Yes. And I would yeah. like to encourage all those who are listening at this time um, who may have been raped or molested and you've decided to keep your baby, I would like for you to just listen very carefully to what Pastor Joycelyn just said because you too can love on your baby right. and have a healthy pregnancy and carry your baby the right way and love this child regardless of what has happened to you. Because some women, you know, give birth and the baby come out looking like the father who have abused them and which cause mixed emotions and can cause you to want to hurt your child. But I believe if you, you know, listen to what Pastor Joycelyn just said, take the opportunity Get the help that you need because of what has happened to you. But take the opportunity to love on this baby inside of you and understand that this is not the person who did something wrong to you. Yes. This is a part of who you are as well. So I'm just encouraging you to love and speak life, yes. you know, to your baby. Yes. And, that's it. Amen. and to just add back again, even at the time... I left home when I was five months pregnant because um, none of my family spoke with me. Nobody 
touched me and I didn't see the father at all. So I was carrying a baby alone. I left home and came to the United States, actually came to Washington, went to New York. My sister was in New York and, came, and then I left New York and came down to Washington DC where I was just alone. Never had anybody to say, let me touch the baby and the baby's kicking. Nobody to say, encourage nobody yes. to nothing but I was the source of encouragement yes. Yes. to this baby yes. that you are going to live and you're going to have an amazing life. Mm -hmm. And even though I felt abandoned, um, yes, emotionally and otherwise, I was not letting her, I was not going to let her be abandoned by me. That's so good. I loved her. That's good. That's very good. Um, one thing we need to know um, even as believers, we don't escape bad things all the time. And sometimes you do ask God, why did you permit this to happen? You know, um, there are many of us Christian women who've been raped and abused. Um, the devil doesn't care about anything. Anything he can do to break you and to hurt you, he'll do it. And so the, the point of my saying that is this. If you are pregnant, if you have been raped or if you've been in a bad relationship and you're trying to get out of it, but you find yourself pregnant and you are a Christian and you are saved, get help. Yes. Uh, Minister Rita said it. Get the help you need. Get the counseling you need. Talk to somebody who will encourage you in the Lord, not just for your mental sake, but for your spiritual sake. Because if you don't get the right counseling and people will not encourage you to, to break through into a place of forgiveness, yes. you're going to have to forgive that man yes. who hurt you and did that thing to you and left you with a baby. Yes. Okay? You're going to have to forgive and you need to do it sooner than later. Because the sooner you go through your emotional healing, and the sooner you release the forgiveness unto that person, the sooner you will become a mother. And the baby will be able to feel the mother's love, not just mother rage or just a mother carrying a child. But you'll be able to deposit love yes. and acceptance into your baby. Yes. Because when you have those emotions, as we learned as Minister Rita talked last taping, that babies can feel rejection very, very soon after conception. And by the third trimester, it's very real to them. They can hear, they can smell, they can feel. They don't understand what they're experiencing, but they have the experience and your emotions greatly affect them. And this is the point. We don't want you to bring babies into the world already damaged. Sin has already done that. They're born in sin and shaped in iniquity already. That's already a strike. But as mothers... Let's learn how to care for them before they come out. Before they come out. 
Let them know that they are loved before they come out. Because they definitely can hear. They definitely respond to things that you're doing in the womb. Now, gratefully to God on my behalf, when I was pregnant, I was not depressed. I was sick. But I was not in a depressed state. I was glad I was pregnant because I have I have trouble carrying babies. So I was glad that I was pregnant and um, I was a little discouraged when I kept getting sick and had to be put in the hospital and thought I wouldn't be able to carry to term. But I wasn't depressed. And I was so grateful because by then I had learned that my mom was depressed carrying me. And um, I was learning about that passing through to me. And being depressed because my mom was depressed when she was pregnant and I came out that way. So I'm saying love on your baby in the womb. Even when you're tired, Lord, I'm ready for this baby to come. Yeah, baby, I love you. I can't wait to see you. You you know, even if you are tired because by the time you're not eight, nine months, you you ready to drop it. Let's be, I'm going to be real now. We we ready to drop it. But, you know, they can still feel loved. You know, we want them wrapped in love, wrapped in love, wrapped in love, even before they come out. We want to break the power of the spirit of rejection. It is so detrimental, so detrimental. It really, really is. It can devastate a life. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go on and we're going to talk a little bit more about the spirit of rejection. Um, So um, we did begin to talk about it and, you know, where it comes from last week and all of that. But we're going to get a little bit deeper into it. So the spirit of rejection, like all of the other demonic spirits we've talked about, there lies from the enemy. Okay, they are tools in the enemy's hands and they are born out of lies that he tells us and we believe. Okay, he whispers the lie. We believe it sometimes out of ignorance, but yet we believe it so we can be ignorant. And that's not a sin necessarily, but. What happens is when we're ignorant, we believe the lie. But the problem is we have the word of God that we can go to. And if you have the Holy Spirit, sometimes the devil comes and whispers to you. And if the Holy Spirit is there and you're listening, he will give you a check. There will be something in your spirit that says, this don't feel right. Well, this doesn't sound right. This doesn't sound like the word that I read. And when you read the word and you are in the word, and we talked about that a lot last week too, when you're in the word, know the word, study the word, get the word in your spirit, let it dwell in you richly, as the Bible says, then when the enemy comes with lies, you recognize them. And so when you recognize them, then you can say, nah, 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 nah. I know your tricks. I know your strategies. I don't have to listen to you. Even though sometimes he comes with a modicum of truth. That's how he gets you to listen. There's going to be a little bit of truth mixed in what that lie is. 
And that'll get your attention because he come and say something stupid. You'd be like, really? Really? You know, but when that modicum of truth is there, it will get your attention. It'll get your attention. But still, you have to know the word of God that tells you something different. For every situation he can bring in your life, there's going to be a word of God that can uh, just wipe it out. Just totally wipe it out. You know, so this is what I'm saying. Get in the word, know the word. And so when he comes with his lies, you can combat them. Because there will be a modicum of truth because we are all imperfect people. We all have problems. We all have issues. We all have deficiencies that he can draw on. And I ain't necessarily talking about sin. I'm just talking about deficiencies. We're not perfect. And all of this can tie in with rejection. He can come and show you all of your shortcomings. I was sharing with my niece that he fights me even with doing this radio show because he tells you, you know, you don't talk well. You don't speak well. You know you have a speech impediment. You know you can't say certain words right. You know, and it makes me want to draw back and say I'm not doing it. But I have to do it because won't nobody else do it. But... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, you know, but there's a modicum of truth in what he is saying. However, it's not the whole truth. I can do it because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And it's not just the words that I can or cannot say, but there's the anointing that goes forth with the word that makes it effective. So even if I mispronounce a word, I don't have to feel ashamed about it. I can just keep going on because the Lord is anointing what I'm saying. And most of the time, it's not that it's not understandable. Okay? So he comes with that little bit of a lie, but you make yourself push through it. And that's just on my behalf. Now, there are other things he might be whispering in everybody else's ear. But I'm just trying to get you to see that there are things he's always going to fight you with. To stop you. And see, with me dealing with rejection, that would just, some time ago, that would have totally shut me down. Totally shut me down. But I'm, I'm being healed from the spirit of rejection. Being healed. Not totally there, but being healed from that spirit of rejection and the lies that he tells me that I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not the other. I'm not going to let him retard my growth yes. and retard my future like he has done before. We talked about the spirit of arrested development last week a little bit. And that's something else that is very, very real. When you deal with rejection, a lot of times you cannot push forward unless you know how to fight. Because what happens is you it's like. Um, it's retardation. I said it last time. It's retardation in an area of your life that you can't grow beyond. You can't grow beyond it. And for some people, like uh, some of us who deal with the Peter Pan syndrome, you don't ever want to grow up. You don't want to grow up. 
that's a form of retardation. You want to stay in that place because you feel safer in that place that you're in at that moment than you do at any other time. And you don't know the future. It's fear. It's the fear of growing up and having to do more, having more expected of you. And you don't think you can live up to anything more. You don't think you can push beyond anything more. You think this is where I am and this is good. This is where I want to stay. You never want to grow up. You don't want to have any more responsibility. It's arrested development. There's a part of your brain that is retarded. But you can be free of that too. Things that the enemy would try to do is to always come in that same area, uh-huh. and he will bombard you in order that you not get past that point. When he when he sees that you're growing a little bit, he will come again with that same type of situation mm-hmm. and hit you mm-hmm. hard, yes. so that you won't go nowhere, mm-hmm. that you won't grow any further. Yes. And this is why she's telling you. You have to get some type of counseling, be ministered to. You have to hit, know the Word of God in yes. order to overcome. Mm-hmm. You cannot do apart from the Word of God. Amen. Yes. Amen. This is something you have to know because this is a spiritual matter. Amen. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. And He comes to rob you of your true identity, who yes. God created you to be. And who he says you are. It is bondage. It is the spirit of bondage. It's the spirit of bondage. And so, like I tell you, they all work together. They all work together. And so, God wants us free. And we're going to give you all the tools that we have to help you. Amen. So it taunts you with the feelings of worthlessness and it par- partners with the orphan spirit and makes you feel unwanted. Depression, that word again, accompanies it. So what does it look like? What are the identifying uh, limbs? This may vary from person to person, but you're going to see it in most people who are dealing with rejection. You're going to see one or more of these traits. Mm-hmm. One of them is insecurity. Definitely. Insecurity. I mean, Definitely. one of the things that really rises up mm-hmm. um, when a person has been dealing with mm-hmm. the spirit of rejection. That insecurity, I mean, will eat you up. You it will. You have to have the Word of God in order to fight. Yes. Absolutely. And and, and and come into a place where you know who you are. Yes. That you can overcome yes. what the enemy is trying to tell you. Amen. So it's double-mindedness, arrested development. You're prone to addictions because you're looking for love. And you're looking for something to relieve pain. Yes. Uh, attention-seeking. You, you want more attention than most people. You desire physical love and assurance of your self-worth. So, yeah, you always want somebody hugging up on you, kissing on you, touching you. It makes you feel good because you you want it. You need love. So you want the outward play of love, even though it may not be love coming from whomever, but that's what you want. Despair, despondency, discouragement, 
fantasy. You fantasize on the life you want. Okay, you live out your life in your mind. There are the fears, the frustrations, the guilt, the hopelessness, impatience, rejection of others. And that's interesting because how are you going to reject somebody else when you're rejected yourself? But when you hurt, you don't mind hurting somebody else. Amen. (laughs) We want to hear from you. Reach out to us at Sort Out Ministries DC at gmail.com. God bless you and stay in faith.